Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the content show, Who Would Have Thought We'd Make It? I'm Simon Carney from Click to View and today we're talking about the fragmentation of media and how the, the traditional media brand is in decline and the personal media brand, for instance, and the corporate media brand um, are in the ascendancy. Uh, just look at the deal that Joe Rogan did with Spotify to so his podcast. Um, he signed an exclusivity deal with with uh, with Spotify. Took his taken his podcast off um, off YouTube, for instance, hundred million dollars, and he's got like one staff member. Uh, Joe Rogan is an example of the personal media brand that's eclipsing a traditional media brand. And then there's this whole this, what I'm calling the middle class of media. There's this whole group of individuals who are now making an income by uh, niche newsletters using platforms like Substack. And have you seen the uh, uh, the the app Cameo, it's amazing. There's like thousands of B-grade celebrities and sports stars and musicians. Actually, some of them are absolute um, world-famous legends uh, are selling personal video messages on this app called Cameo. It's the, the whole world of media influencer celebrity is just being turned on its head and it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting. Donald Trump is trying to take his massive audience from Twitter over to an app as well. And we're anecdotally hearing that B2B media traffic is surging as the decline of the traditional media continues. Where does corporate content fit in that? Well, I think it's going to become another pillar. You know, corporate content was always an also ran in the media landscape, but not anymore. So today I'm talking to Jeff Spencer, who edits Microsoft's Asia Newsroom about the, the his shift from being a longtime journalist and foreign correspondent uh, to becoming a corporate storyteller. I'm also talking to Stephen Brook, who was a media writer for the, for the Guardian newspaper uh, and the Australian newspaper. Stephen and I worked together covering Aussie politics uh, about 20 years ago in uh, in Canberra uh, in a vastly different media landscape. So Stephen and I are also talking about how this, this shift is going on between from the, the traditional media brand to the personal media brand. First up, I talked to Jeff about what the transition has been like from journalism to corporate storytelling. Basically, it's 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 like the, the T-shirt you buy in Sukhumvit in Bangkok that says uh, same, same, but different. You know, so it's you, you take with you some of the skills that you use uh, in news production and news reporting and you lay off some of the other skills. In the now fragmented world of media, Microsoft sees itself filling a gap. If the traditional media is straining and dying or whatever you want to put it, but it's certainly reducing, it's shrinking. Uh, we have to sort of pick up the slack ourselves and, and do some work. Now, I think that that's, that's happening uh, on a bigger and bigger scale as we move ahead. They're very serious about journalistic values like accuracy, authenticity and clarity. It's in the best interests of yourself professionally and in the company that you're working for to maintain some editorial uh, standards and some journalistic ethics. You know, uh, make sure you're telling the truth is a good idea because someone will find out that you're not, and then, it'll, it, then you've got a problem. Trust is the biggest commodity that we, that we trade in. If people don't trust you, they don't buy you. If people don't trust you, they don't use you. Although there's a lot of education to be done in the corporate world about what makes a good story. Full disclosure, Microsoft is a client of Click2Views. 
If you want to watch the full interview with Jeff, please click on the card above or hit the URL below. Now, as I said, I worked with Stephen 20 years ago covering Australian politics in Canberra. He's since gone on to a glittering career covering media all over the world. And we're talking about the decline of traditional media brands and the rise of the personal brand. Those sites which were free and wanted to survive, firstly off clicks and then selling advertising against their large readerships, but also for doing sponsored segments and native content, have really uh, massively retreated from what they were, where they were, say, even just five years ago. And a new middle class, so to speak. I think you will see a rise in low overhead single journalist enterprises, for example, um, proliferate. It's just whether they catch a rising tide and turn into the Joe Rogans of this world or not. A few will, but they'll be the lucky ones. If you want to watch the full video with Stephen, please click in the card in the top corner or look out for the URL below. To wrap up, I found out last week that the first newspaper I ever worked for full-time back in 1994, a Tasmanian country, an agricultural weekly in my home state of Tasmania, um, was shutting its doors. And it was a, it was a, it was a sad time. But working there taught me pretty much like all I know about journalism and some things about life. For instance, I told a story to talk my way into the job without knowing anything about agriculture. The story was that when I was an eight-year-old, I went into the Greasy Pig competition at the Campbelltown Agricultural Show. Now, the Greasy Pig competition is something that is just not done anymore because it involves getting a young pig and covering it with grease and letting kids run around the, um, the, the pen trying to catch it, like grabbing a salmon in a stream. Regional newspapers in Australia seem to be going the way of the Greasy Pig competition. But am I sad? Well, yes. I had some great, uh, great times. I learned how to find a scoop. Spent many, many hours talking to Tasmanian farmers about their uh, their enterprises, their properties, and all such a passionate, passionate, tight knit community. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm just excited. All the things we're talking about today are going to transform the world of media, the world that I've worked in all my life. And it's just going to be fascinating to see what happens over the next ten years. And the last eight weeks have been. Um, amazing. McKinsey just came out with a report that stated that we've had five years of digital transformation crammed into the last eight weeks. And coming up, David and Nata and I are going to talk about that and the, the future of content marketing in the, in the current climate. And also go through our uh, branded content video picks of the week coming up. And we're back with Artur Akmetsyanov, our scripted content director and Singapore's most famous Russian comedian. Hello. And David Austin, click to views editorial content director. How are you guys? Fine, thanks. How are you, Simon? I'm very well. And we've reopened. This is amazing. Yay. And we're still... Can you tell? <laughs> no, no. Phase, phase one. I went into the office and put up our QR code yesterday. That was it. Well, did you check in? Did you check in and check out by yourself? Absolutely. I, I'm I'm a, a, a stringent rule follower. That's good, right? I thought you would say like uh, I am a Singaporean PR and I would like it to remain the, that, that. Well, that, that too. <laughs>
So this week we are talking about um, content marketing over after COVID um, yep. as various economies start reopening. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, what I found interesting uh, was most this, this McKinsey report that said, was it something like three years of digital transformation took place in eight weeks as a result of uh, the lockdowns? Five years. Five, five years, years of, of consumer and business digital adoption in a matter of around eight weeks. So yeah, it's an, an enormous shift, and you know, in fact, we did our own digital transformation over the last month. You know, so I'm glad we took took uh, advantage of that time. Well, that 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 is true, and uh, you know, I guess one thing is to to keep it up now that uh, mm -hmm. now that uh, you know we move on. I mean, the the messaging from the government here is that you know there's not likely to be anything more in terms of a treatment or a vaccine for some time yet. So we're going to have to get used to living this way for a while um what what i find interesting is, is you know where's where's content marketing going to go you, digital content should be part of this transformation mm, absolutely yeah and uh, referring to that mckinsey report um you know it confirmed a lot of the our suspicions of what we thought the where we thought the trends were going um some of their research shows that like 75 percent of people uh who are using digital channels for the first time are indicating that they're going to continue to use them when things return to normal, whatever that is. And um, so now's the time that uh, companies need to make sure their digital channels are on par or better with their competitors. For a lot of companies that are like our clients in the B2B field, um, for example, in the U.S. over this uh, lockdown period time, the banking sector saw their um, digital adoption of their channels go up 21%, and groceries, which makes uh, even more sense, 31% more uh, time spent on those industries' uh, digital channels. Well, and, and how do you how do you engage and uh, you know drive people to digital channels and, and engage them while they're there? Mm -hmm. Content, exactly, and. Um, it's also if you look at our in our confidential this week, you don't want to overlook the importance of SEO this time. I've always um, had a soft spot for SEO because I, I mean, when when you actually want something, that's where you go. That's where you're searching. All the rest of this, you know, this this entire programmatic advertising business. Yet when you actually have that purchase intent, it's 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 on a search engine that, that you, you it's your first port of call. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's why they're saying that uh, Amazon is kind of turning into a new search engine. We know that YouTube is like the second largest search engine in the world, right? Because a lot of people will go directly to YouTube and search how to or whatever because they know that there is so much content there. But for more, how Google like to call it, intent-driven searches, right? That's something that can be done now directly on uh, Amazon, for example, and then. Like if you if you will still end up in Amazon, why not search directly there instead of mm -hmm. Google and then Amazon, right? So it's it, there are a lot of a lot of interesting trends, and I guess the the more we see this shift to the digital only format, uh, the more the more trends will appear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think um, um, we're gonna we're actually just gonna have to see uh, over the next month or two how that evolves in the content marketing landscape, though, because I suspect digital channels have, have, have increased for those areas that need, like, we're, we're kind of ready to go. And a lot of other businesses have been sitting back and thinking, okay, well, what do we do now and during this period? And they at, at, at some point, they're going to press the go button in the next, next month.
the same like in, in the world we see the wealth gap growing i think we we might see a similar content gap because there will be probably some companies who are super advanced and they've been publishing a lot i would guess that most of them are more consumer brands because that's where they chat to their consumer audiences but there are so many uh conservative and traditional businesses in B2B space and manufacturing that probably now really going through some sort of disruptions, right? And they are moving to digital. And I think they're almost like kids learning to walk again, right? The whole landscape, the whole toolkit that is available uh, is a very, a very new concept for them. I know the topic of our next blog now, the content gap. There you go. Very good. Yeah, Archer, I think a lot of these companies, you know, not only are they having to redefine how they're going to do business, but then as they uh, have these new business models, they're going to figure out how are they going to talk to these new customers, you know, and how are they going to relate to them. And it is, I think it's a total reset for a lot of these companies, which is a good opportunity for people in the content marketing space. Hmm. Like us. Like us. And I, and I think that it, on, it, it refers not only to external communications, but also internal communications. Uh, yesterday, I read an article from some Russian recruiter, and she was talking about how this digital uh, transformation, disruption is affecting the future of the landscape. And uh, she just sees the very interesting trends, like some people are almost like in shock. They know that they're going to lose their jobs, but they're not actively searching as they used to during the previous financial crisis. And then also it will affect, for example, in Russia, there is a big difference between Moscow and all the other regions in terms of like the scale of the companies, the salaries, etc. So I think similar trends will happen in the world as well, where you see that uh, maybe you don't actually have to go to Silicon Valley if you want to work in a startup. You don't have to move to LA to be in the entertainment business. Uh, we will just see that there are more and more opportunities to be done remotely. And even now, I think like uh, there is a trend that more and more people moving out of Silicon Valley, for example. So I think that there are a lot of big changes happening in the economic and social world. And uh, it's going to be interesting how this all affects us. Yeah, I think the digital things hit that the, the digital transformation, because it was already, uh, you know, a river flowing downstream that you know what McKinsey says is right and we will have leapfrogged years ahead I'm less convinced about the whole remote work and everyone's going to live in the countryside thing I think that might be a bit of a flash in the pan with this same same supposedly happening in Australia but um, you know Google for instance for years has allowed a very generous working from home policy but when they studied where all their best ideas came from and all of their best most productive work came from it actually came from teams working together in an office and i think also from the career point of view i think the 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 promotion uh, like the career growth i think that the, the research shows that actually people who are in the office they will have high chances to get promoted and get more responsibilities versus those who are working remotely. So there are a lot of a lot of interesting aspects that will be affecting the workplace of the future. And then, of course, the communications that appear in this space. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Arta, you were saying before, because you, you review hundreds and hundreds of, of branded video channels every week, um, there's a lot of shit out there. Um, yeah, that's, that's quite a harsh assessment. I mean, I'm sure the brands, 
the brands that invest money and publish all of this let's, stuff. Let, let's see if anyone watches this far into the YouTube video. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of well-intentioned um, work being done. Um, but as you said about the content gap, there are clear, there are there are brands that are clearly a, um, putting out content consistently, like we talked about last week, like week in, week out, brand new content mm-hmm. of really high quality. Um, I mean, that's, and, and so in our list, we see the same brands popping up all the time um, because they're, they're not only publishing regularly, they're publishing really, really great stuff. And, and quality. Absolutely. And I think that that's again, there's like practice, 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 right? The more you do something, the better you become. So uh, I guess if you really publish a video a week, clearly you will learn something. And in a couple of years, you will be way, way ahead uh, in comparison to maybe one, some of your competitors who are just jumping on this video marketing trend. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, you got to, and, and just that, um, it's a real commitment to, to the, that consistency in publishing. And one of the, I mean, so one of the great ones is Lego, of course. And so um, this video, I, don't, I think what they're really good at is not thinking with that promotional mindset. They're actually thinking, you know, what, what do our fans, our customers wonder about the products? And so this video is just about how they make the little Lego men, which actually weirdly, you know, I've always sort of wondered how they put them together. And now we know. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. I mean, that's kind of the, the core of the content marketing, right? You basically uh, start by asking what your audience is interested in, and then you kind of build all these assets around that. But this video is mesmerizing. It's basically just music. There is no voiceover or something. You're just watching how these robots collect six pair of legs every second or whatever it is. It's just, it's just fascinating how everything is so, so uh, automated. And uh, I guess that's the scale that you are always impressed by. Exactly. Um, and another one um, from a from a regular favorite of ours. Um, there were two picks this week, which I really liked. This Porsche one, and one, another one from Motul about the reconstruction of this old truck, which we haven't featured in this week's um, this week's newsletter. Um, but the Porsche one is, is is, and Porsche does these all over the world. We're actually. Um, uh, talking to them about producing some in Singapore at the moment. Um, they're just driver stories. Yes, yes. Again, like personal stories, the customer stories, they're the best ones who use your brand and they're the ones who will be promoting it in the most sincere way. And I mean, it's it's clearly not surprising that week in, week out, car manufacturing brands are usually the ones who publish most and uh, the quality is one of the highest. And the, again, like they, they show the, the car it looks amazing. The cinematography is amazing, but it's just the sincere passion and love of the owner that really kind of brings it. I think it's like a, almost a four minute video, but you're just listening to this guy really, really just basically, <laughs> yes, just saying, I love you. I love you uh, for four <laughs> minutes. And uh, it's amazing. Yeah, but it's not completely sort of just bland idolatry. It's, uh, you know, he's got an interesting story to tell. Yeah. Um. So another regular um, contributor to this uh, this list um, is Huawei, um, but this one is I mean, it's be- this, the, artistically I really like it. It's a bit weird saying how they don't copy and steal, which I'm sure they don't. Um, but it's like 
and, and given all the political stuff going on around Huawei, if it, you, you kind of feel sorry for them having to put this video out. So it's, it's a slightly odd um, piece of branded content. I think PR guys got involved, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not sure because the the darkness of the, the the tones and the the you know the stop motion, it does actually make it look a little bit sinister. And it was a very interesting choice of the medium, because um, yeah, they went for this stop motion with a detective, but this sort of noir detective style is usually investigation of someone who really committed the crime, right? <laughs> but this is uh, as we were discussing it with David as well before that. It, it looks like some sort of propaganda, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does get have that feel about it. Um, uh, and finally, um, well, sorry, no, not finally. We have got a couple more to go. This uh, this one upsides after our um, after our animation episode uh, last week, which I really enjoyed. This one, this one is lovely, but a because it's uh, it's just talking about some positives in this whole um, pandemic, um, but it's also just uh, it's beautifully made and sort of features a lot of the uh, you know the 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 trendy elements um in animation at the moment yeah and i think uh, we see that there are already like parodies on what most people most brands publish about COVID. right it's like black and white gentle piano music that sounds similar to hundreds of videos uh and uh i think instead of this sort of maybe cheesy heartstring approach i think this is just a very cute one that focuses more on the on the actual facts and it's like just really mini, mini mini snippets of what happens. It's cute and um, yeah, a bit of nostalgic again with grain and uh, nice style. And then um, then then there's a Cisco one, which is is totally inspiring. It's a it's a really great effort from um, you know some of the engineers at Cisco making use of some equipment that was lying idle because of the lockdown and producing face masks. Yeah, despite being a, a huge company, uh, very lean startup approach where you just test iterate while you're still delivering hearing the feedback and uh, at the end of the day we see the photos of the of the hospital workers right who are uh, surprised to get this help and they definitely appreciate it the most finally given all of the well the, the additional trouble in the world at the moment uh, the, the protests in America after the um, after the death of George Floyd, um, a lot of brands have come out and um, made statements um, in support of the protesters. Um, you know, um, uh, making very clear their their you know their um, opposition to racism, um, and uh, and Nike has has, has has done a beautiful one, uh, flipping their brand um, sort of identity on its on its head as well. Yeah, I think, as they said, I think maybe it's once in a while type of thing where they say, just don't do it, right? And again, like, uh, it's one of those minimalistic but very powerful ones. Exactly. Well, uh, guys, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for watching. That's episode 13 of The Content Show. Who would have thought we'd make it? Thank you.